Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. Teep is back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? It's me. <laughs> Tiffany. I'm with other people too. So hello and welcome to episode 256 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. Yay. Back together again. Back together. And this episode is sponsored by Lexi Just. Thank you, Lexi. 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 This person has, you know, pretty much decorated my whole apartment. Truly. (laughs) (laughs) She's amazing. Uh, in true Teeth fashion, we will be discussing part one of three parts of chapter 19 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Elf Tales, not to be confused with Elf Tales. Or Meg's so, Mastiffs. Make sure that you have read the <laughs> chapter and you're ready to rejoice your way through the details. Rejoicing because I have returned. Ah, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how does this connect? It's me. It's me. But before we begin, let's go to Megan for some weekly profit news, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, so uh, literally the day of recording this, I got the email that they have added two more people to the guest list for LeakyCon Denver. Um, Luke Youngblood, who played Lee Jordan, and then Devin Murray, who is Seamus Finnegan, um, are going to be attending LeakyCon Denver. And will Swish attend LeakyCon Denver? Currently, it's still TBA, but I think that we will be. (laughs) You know, I went into LeakyCon Orlando being like, what's TBA? Oh, wait, TBD. (laughs) Can't be TBA be like to be announced? Oh, yeah, to be announced. Uh, Yeah, thanks, Katie. You got me. (laughs) Whatever. You made a mistake. You made a brain. Whatever. (laughs) Oh, my Um, gosh. Uh, I went into LeakyCon Orlando being like, I'll be okay if this is the only LeakyCon I go to this year. And then I <laughs> went and I was like, yeah. I can't not go. I think I'm giving Sarah whiplash with Denver, but <laughs> it's fine. She'll get over it. <laughs> I feel fully confident that we will make Denver work. But again, like we once we know more details, we will for sure let people know. Um, but I really hope that we can attend. So that is the goal. Yeah. But I will not be attending, but next year will be a different story for me. I am very excited for them to announce where the next one is. Um, I'm surprised they haven't yet, but I'm excited. Yeah. Usually it's pretty shortly after, but whatever. Well, usually, yeah, it'll come soon. Um, so also... In case anybody doesn't know, LeakyCon Denver's October 14th through the 16th, um, in case you didn't know dates. so And it's at like the Crown Plaza in Denver, I believe. Um, but yeah, you can still get tickets to it. And I'm very excited. Also, Chris Rankin is going to be there. Um, we know that fan- Fanatical Fix and Where to Find Them are going to be there. Potterless is going to be there. Pottercast is going to be there, which is basically Melissa Nelly. Um, it's just going to be fun. So I'm excited. And I hope to see you guys there. 
I basically just said, yeah, we're going. So, yeah, I'm going to be there. I will be there. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So make sure that you follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends, because if you like us, then they might like us, too. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Swish Flickcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going, and it gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, swish swag boxes, and more. Which, by the way, swish swag boxes in the mail. Um, So everybody should be getting those soon. And thank you all so much for your support. If you would like to send your Potter story or just send us any questions or concerns, you can do so to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Well done. (gasps) A real recap. (gasps) Oh, my God. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. You got so excited. That was genuine excitement on your face. I love it. I was looking at it and I was like, I feel like I do something here, but it's yellow. I can feel it in my bones. Something happened. Oh my gosh. Catherine. Tiffany. It's time <laughs> for the recap. I like the hand megaphone. That made it even better. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, I was just feeling it. I did what felt natural. Oh, I missed it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Last time, uh, Mia joined us to talk about some fun Potter relationship hot takes. We talked fan fiction. We talked canon, non-canon, favorites, non-favorites, some silly things. It was a good time. We rehashed my dislike of James. (laughs) We did. Uh, Not to be confused with my James. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. James Potter. (laughs) Yeah. It was a good time. It was. Yay. And also, I want to thank everyone who was a guest while Artif was away. Yeah, I know that we had kind of a weird schedule, but it was fun. And I really had a lot of fun with everybody who was able to make it on. So. Yes. Thank you for coming in, filling in, because honestly, at the end of the day, we were thinking about it and we were like, Tiffany being me, third person talking. Um, I don't want to miss any chapter episodes. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is where it gets like real meaty. I can't even imagine. So, um, yeah, I don't, I didn't want to miss anything. So thank you for guesting and thank you for loving our guests. And now we're back to business. Exciting. Let's get down to business. Also, I totally networked the heck out of some friends at LeakyCon, and everybody has plans and talks of guesting on podcasts. So hopefully that will happen soon, too. Um, And I'm really excited. It's always a good feeling when you make friends, you know? There's something. I know I've only been to one Leaky. But there's like, I don't know, there's something about it. It's truly, dare I say, magical. Mm-hmm. It is. But it really, it really is. There's like a whole feel that goes to it. Like there's a feeling I get when I go into the parks. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what actually the last time I went, 
So in back in December when we went to Universal, I was on the plane, and everybody knows if you're not new here that I have anxiety with flying. And so I literally was just thinking about the feeling I get when I walk into Diagon Alley or when I walk into Hogsmeade. It's more so Diagon Alley just because it's so closed off. Mm -hmm. But like it's a specific smell. It's a specific feel. It's the specific the track that they play. Yeah. Um. So I just like thought about that and it like gets me through. But like Leaky has a similar like feel like when you go back like day two, you just like feel that. It's like that exhaustion, excitement, everybody's tired, but you're all there and ready for the day to just talk about your favorite thing. And I just love it. Everybody's there with the same purpose. And like that community is just so amazing. I know that we had a whole episode on this, but like, I just love LeakyCon. So it's very good. It's laughable that I thought that I could not go to Denver is what I'm saying. In leaky my mind, I makes, was like, <laughs> yeah. Leaky makes my eyes leaky. <laughs> Truly, like saying goodbye to people sucked, yeah, man. Yeah, sucked. Anyway, um, it's my turn to do the summary. And I didn't write one because I'm still not used to having to do this. Uh, <laughs> so Katie told me to wing it. So that's what I'm going to do. All right. Um, so recap, we know Ron's poisoned, right? That's where we yeah. left off. Cause let me tell oh, you, yeah, did I, I have to ask Katie? Recap. Yes, I did. I was like, wait, why is it, why is it not Ron's best birthday? I'm like, oh, I get it. <laughs> That's right. He was poisoned. Um, so they're in the hospital wing visiting Ron. Um, and they're being, very poppy is being very hardcore about how many visitors he can have um they talk a little I bit about that the you like first name dropped poppy <laughs> i know <laughs> they're besties oh um they talk about the bezor and how that is like what saved him um and ch -ch 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 the haggard comes and Aragog is worse. What? <laughs> the Hagrid. The Hagrid. He <laughs> arrives. He comes in. Um, Aragog is worse. And then Mr. and Mrs. Weasley come back. And they're like, oh, my God, you've saved like half of our family, which is accurate. Um, but then they have to leave because it's over the limit of guests. So Ron, Hermione, and Hagrid head out. Hagrid drops the bomb that Dumbledore's angry with Snape. Um, and he just kind of like, he's just like nervous talking about it now because like he knows that he was not supposed to drop that info. Um, and uh, yeah, they just have a little conversation about Dumbly and Snape and what's going on. So <sighs> Yep, let's get to it. That's my summary. That's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh my goodness! Nice job. I'll okay, do, I'll I do have an update. Next time. I, I have I have an update on things. So I had a baby, right? Mm -hmm. What? <laughs> boy. Uh, his name is James. After so James Potter. We can't talk. No, <laughs> that's just a happy accident. Um, we have to, actually, 
Alana Rose. Rose is in the Potter series, if you count Cursed Child. True that. Mm. Uh, and now I have a True. James. But Megan hates James Potter, so we can't just throw around the name James with some hate words. So got it, got it. Here's what he's called. Are you ready? James Potter's new name? Jimbo P. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many suggestions in the chat. I like that one. Someone said Mrs. Lily Evans. <laughs> I mean, Mr. Mr. Lily Evans. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Sorry. Mr. Lily uh, Evans. No, I don't like God. that because I don't want him to be associated with her. That's true. Jimbo P wins. Jimbo, Jimbo P. P. So if, if you need to talk about James Potter, it's James Potter or Jimbo P. Or you can just say Jimbo. Because I will not call my child Jimbo. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, Bree, we can also use Jimothy. That's fine. Okay. All right. Works for Anything me. Anything but James. Okay. Are we ready? Yes. So, like Megan said earlier, it's not Ron's best birthday. Weep womp. Nothing like getting poisoned on your birthday when you're <laughs> supposed to be drinking some mead. Um, but... Fred is with the obvious right out the gate. It's not one of his better birthdays. And he and George are up in the hospital wing, which is that weird? Yeah, because you're like, why are they there? Well, they're thinking about buying Zonkos, which is pretty cool. So everybody's in the hospital wing. It's all quiet. Harry, Hermione, and Ginny were all sitting around Ron, and they had spent the day waiting to try to get in to see him. And then finally at eight, they were let in and Fred and George came a little after that, about 10 minutes after eight ten, if you want to be specific. So Fred and George had been in Hogsmeade thinking of buying Zonko's and they had a present to give their lovely brother. But I was thinking about this. Obviously, these kids go away to school. Many a birthdays will be happening during the school year. What is this common to like come up to Hogwarts and give a present? Is it because that we have like Harry? We don't see these things, but you know what I yeah, mean? And Hermione's true. parents are, are muggles, but like Molly and them haven't come up before this. True. I'm just wondering, is this common? Do you think? I huh. bet it's not. I bet it's not. I bet you when they said they wanted to give a present to their brother in person, like maybe at that point they knew he was in the hospital wing. So that's why they came by in person. No, I think they legitimately had something for him. Well, no, I know. But like, is this it's like, do they find out right now that he's in the hospital wing? I think they found out when they were. How would they find out when they were at Zonko's, though? I don't know. Interesting. Because hmm. I, I, that's that would be my guess is like, oh, they wanted to come in person because Ron was in the hospital wing. You know? I don't know. Oh, Aubrey said maybe because it's like a big birthday for him. He's 17. Oh, true. Oh, true. Yeah, that's so a really like good So it's like more point. than a normal birthday. Yeah. Even better of a day to be poisoned. <laughs> Jeez, that's so ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. He's a man now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, I just thought that that was interesting because we hadn't really seen that before. 
Like we've seen parents come up because like kids are dead, but uh, <laughs> different. <laughs> oh, that's real awkward. We're gonna move on. So Fred drew up a chair to sit beside Harry. Megan, he drew it. Yeah, he did. With a pencil yes. or a pen. With his wand. Uh, wait a minute. With a Mr. Sketch marker. Oh, what scent? What, yeah, I was just going to say what scent. I enjoy the blue. Me too. I think it's blueberry. I actually really love the cherry scent. You know what? I don't like cherry, but I do like that marker. Yeah, I don't always like marker. the flavor of like fake cherry, but I love the smell of fake cherry. You know what I mean? I literally <gasps> thought you were going to talk about like licking the marker. And I was like, you know what? I've never done <laughs> no, that. No, like candies. Does it taste that are- like it? <laughs> I do not I condone that. I don't the, think so. Please don't lick markers. The <laughs> orange was also good. The lemon was like too clean. The lemon smelled like Mr. Clean. Yeah. Let's be real. Oh, I like that smell. Uh, fun fact about me. Mr. I grade Clean, my Mr. papers Clean, with Clean. those markers. So the kids like to smell them when they get their grades back. Oh, that's so that's funny. So Everyone's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. They love it. That's amazing. They love it. Okay, so Fred draws up a chair with a blue Mr. Sketch marker. And then Harry retold the story about how Ron was poisoned, ending with, quote, and then I got the bezoar down his throat and his breathing eased up a bit. Slughorn ran for help. McGonagall and Pomfrey turned up, and they brought Ron up here. They reckon he'll be all right. Madam Pomfrey says he'll have to stay here a week or so. Keep taking essence of rue. Blimey, it was lucky you thought of a bezoar, said George in a low voice. Lucky there was one in the room, said Harry, who kept turning cold at the thought of what would happen if he had not been able to lay hands on the little stone. First of all, shout out to the Half-Blood Prince for that right. <laughs> I guess we have to give Snape credit here for saving Ron's life. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Um, And so I pulled up... Uh, essence of rue on the wiki and also known as common rue it is a kind of evergreen shrub native to the mediterranean region macaronzia macaronzia i'm saying that really wrong i bet and southwest asia with a distinctive bitter taste and ron has to take it in book six every time I see Rue. I just think of the Hunger Games. And it makes me sad. (laughs) It is sad. I also looked it up in real time life on WebMD, which I don't recommend if you want to think that you're doing just fine. (laughs) WebMD always tells me I'm dying. You're dying. All right. (laughs) Right. So, uh, like I said, it's an evergreen shrub. It's a perennial. Um, the parts that grow above the ground and the oil are used to make medicine. Uh, they can be used for things like menstrual cramps, anxiety, headache, and many other things. I could use but... some of it today. You did? Hmm? I said I could use some of it today. Oh, I thought you said you did use some of it today. I was like, that's a coincidence. (laughs) I just went down to the store and bought some Rue. (laughs) I always think of Rue from Winnie the Pooh. Aww. Uh, Yes. But uh, it says 
There's no good scientific evidence to support these uses, and it can be unsafe when you take it in large amounts. So use rue sparingly, if hmm. not at all. I don't know. Anywho, very unlike herself, Hermione has been very quiet all day after she ran to Harry after she found out that Ron was poisoned, and she demanded to know what happened. And then after that, she merely sat there with her jaw, like, clenched. Girlfriend holds her stress in her jaw, much like me. And I, do I that have too. to be... You do? It's I terrible. do my chest and my shoulders. <gasps> yeah. But I think that she's feeling really guilty for the way that she's been treating Ron and ignoring him, which I have to say, these kind of moments, these, like, life or death things or accidents and things like that, they make you realize like how short life is and the things that matter the most. And you kind of have to toe that line in your life between what to let go of and what not to let go of. And I just ended it with like being an adult is really hard because, you know, there's like holding grudges and like, when is it a good thing to like end a friendship, you know, it's just like this line that you have to like walk and figure it out. And yep. But being an adult is very difficult. Yep. So that's what I think that she's feeling right now. I think she feels really guilty. I think she feels really bad. And I feel like she's just wanting another chance at this, which luckily we know that she gets. Molly and Arthur are also there, but they are up in Dumbledore's office and they've already visited Ron and Fred goes on to try and talk through everything to try and figure it out. So I have a lot of quotes here because it's just, it would just be me bullet pointing this out anyway. So quote, so the poison was in the drink said Fred quietly. Yes. Said Harry at once. He could think of nothing else and was glad for the opportunity to start discussing it again. Slughorn poured it out. Would he have been able to slip something into Ron's glass without you seeing? Probably, said Harry. But why would Slughorn want to poison Ron? No idea, said Fred, frowning. You don't think he could have mixed up the glasses by mistake, meaning to get you? Why would Slughorn want to poison Harry? Asked Jenny. I don't know, said Fred. But there must be loads of people who'd like to poison Harry, mustn't there? The chosen one and all. So you think that Slughorn's a Death Eater? Said Jenny. And I like this whole conversation because we don't get a whole lot of these characters all together. And I like to see how their like train of thought is going and trying to figure this out. I don't know. Just something that I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. It's a mystery part that sucks you in. Yes, absolutely. Anything's possible, said Fred darkly. He could be under the Imperius curse, said George. Or he could be innocent, said Ginny. The poison could have been... I'm sorry. The poison no, the poison could have been in the bottle, in which case it was probably meant for Slughorn himself. Who'd want to kill Slughorn? Dumbledore reckons Voldemort wanted Slughorn on his side, said Harry. This is information that Harry's been holding since basically the beginning of this book and when we first met Slughorn and he's bouncing um from Muggle House to Muggle House, trying to avoid the Death Eaters before they come a knocking. And Slughorn was in hiding for a year before he came to Hogwarts and he thought of the memory Dumbledore had not yet been able to extract from Slughorn. And maybe Voldemort wants him out of the way. Maybe he thinks he could be valuable to Dumbledore. Absolutely mm. he can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he is. 
I can't wait for that chapter. And then finally we hear from Hermione, who had been sitting there taking in this whole conversation. And she says that the person who poisoned the bottle must not have known Slughorn very well, because if that was the case, then he, of course, would have kept um, something that nice for himself, because we know that Slughorn loves his luxuries. And I think this is a really clever way for the author to have given uh, the readers a hint as to who it was. Because if we think about the thing that she said Mm. here, and I just now am thinking of this as I'm reading my notes over, that the person who poisoned the bottle must not have known Slughorn very well. And that's kind of a nod to Draco not being in the Slug Club. He doesn't know Slughorn very well at all. True. And the only thing he knows about him is from class. And so I thought that that was interesting because, yes, Slughorn talks in class probably about like the people he knows and the connections that he has, but you really get a sense of who he is if you're in the Slug Club. Right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then we get some love. Hermione. And that is the utterance from Ron. And everyone falls silent. Is he asking for Hermione or is he saying Hermione hurts? We don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hermione. The poison's gone to my knee. I've said that before, Hermione. Uh, and then he starts snoring and clearly we know this is him saying Hermione, but do you remember like we're reading this the first time? Do you, did you be like, Oh, he's saying Hermione or were you just like, Oh, okay. I know. I, I mean, I was like, yeah, no, he's, he's asking for Hermione. Okay. I was probably like, what's he saying? Cause I don't <laughs> that, know anything. Dude, like literally same Katie. I was like, I don't know. I don't think I was like, Oh Yeah. Like, you know, there's tension between them. But my first time reading this, I'm like, I don't know if I thought that. I wish I remembered if I did, but mm-hmm. I don't. Thus ends the red. Uh, so as soon as Ron starts snoring, the dormitory doors, or I guess, I don't know why they say dormitory, but it's the hospital wing, but whatever. The they doors. said dormitory? Yeah. Oh, interesting. The doors fly open and all of them jump. Here comes Hagrid. Here's Ruby. Here's Ruby. (laughs) Uh, He has rain-flecked hair. He's got a crossbow. And he was leaving dolphin-sized muddy footprints all over the floor. And I feel like this description hasn't been used since Sorcerer's Stone. Mm. How long is a dolphin? Let's Danny DeVito this. (laughs) (laughs) The average dolphin. Dolphin length. Okay. Uh, oh, that's a lot of things. Oh, man, there's like different types of dolphins. <laughs> but is there like a standard dolphin? That's how his feet are described <laughs> in the first book. And I was just Let's like. Let's go with bottlenose. I was just okay. like, I feel like they haven't said this again. 
until now, which I just think is like a cool callback. Katie yeah. in the chat says, I feel like Hagrid is not proportional at all. And I totally agree. <laughs> no, he nothing about him. It's 1.762 DeVitos. Wow. All right. So almost two DeVitos. That's that's a long foot. That is a long <laughs> foot. That's like almost a 10 foot foot. Somebody draw Hagrid with dolphin for <laughs> dolphins for me. <laughs> or like in dolphin slippers. Oh my that's god. So cute. <gasps> I want Drinking him to have derpy eyes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's adorable. <laughs> yeah, and hands the size of trash cans. Trash can lids. Trash can lids. Yeah. Yes. Trash can lids. I feel like they should be bigger if his feet are that big. Oh my god, yes, Sam. Make it a Lisa Frank dolphin. Oh, <laughs> oh my, my god. You know <laughs> Shut up. That's funny. I'm saving that. <laughs> Why did you do that so fast? <laughs> <laughs> Gryffindor needs to win just based on this picture. It's Morgan, thank you. That's a thousand <sighs> points to Gryffindor. Add it up. I can't even oh argue. Oh my gosh. Add it up. Oh my god. All right. So he says Aragog is worse. He's been reading to him. What do we think he has been reading to Aragog? Good night, Moon. Uh, Good night, Spider. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Reading a little Macbeth. Charlotte's Web. That's great. Charlotte's Web. That's so funny. Definitely Um, Charlotte's Web. Headcanon accepted. Yeah, I like that. Yes. Uh, but yes. Professor Sprout just told him about Ron, which is why he is here. Hagrid asks how Ron is. Harry says not bad, and they say that he'll be okay. Um, Pope, Madame Pomfrey, <laughs> runs out of her office to say no more than six visitors. But then George points out Hagrid makes six. I think that Hagrid maybe just looks like more than one person. Hold so up. Like, yeah. So missed opportunity for the number seven accurate why six yeah you're right because even when mr and mrs weasley come then it's eight and then three of them leave so then it's down to five (gasps) so like never what What? brandon said ron makes seven oh dang a lang baby (laughs) (laughs) nice you are smart smart. you are smart good job good job okay (laughs) um hagrid is like I can't believe this. Like, who would want to hurt him? And then he's just like thinking, like, maybe somebody has a grudge against the Quidditch team, like, since something happened to Katie before this, which, like, honestly, is not a bad connection. Um, But George is like, he doesn't think so. And Fred says that Oliver would have done this to Slytherin if he'd been able to get away with it, which made me laugh out loud. Um, and Hermione says that she doesn't think it's Quidditch, but she does think that the attacks are related. And Fred asks her how she worked that out. And I copy pasted this from the book. So she says, well, for one thing, they both ought to have been fatal and weren't, although that was pure luck. And for another, neither the poison nor the necklace seems to have reached the person who was supposed to be killed. Of course, she added broodingly. That makes the person behind this even more dangerous in a way, because they don't seem to care how many people they finish off before they actually reach their victim. He is frantic at this point. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's sloppy. And I and I think for, for Draco's, like for the benefit of Draco. I don't know how I should have worded that, but whatever. In his benefit. 
No. That doesn't you sound right. unsure. <laughs> it doesn't sound right. To, to give him credit? To give him, like, the benefit of the doubt, I guess. Just keep going. We'll he... see <laughs> Whatever. It's not important, that <laughs> phrase. But he <laughs> has no intention of harming other people. He is not thinking about the fact that these things could harm other. Yes, in his defense. Thank you, Sam. Wow. Um, More he's, points for Gryffindor. Right. He's not thinking, oh, the person I'm giving this to could touch this and get hurt. He's just thinking, I'm going to give this to Katie and she's going to take it to Dumbledore and Dumbledore will be the one that get, gets hurt. And then like God, the same Katie. thing with the mead, like his intention is not to hurt anybody else but Dumbledore. Um, not really to defend that per se, but like, honestly, it's like half butted. You know what I mean? Yeah, half butted. <laughs> he's he, but he's at sloppy. the end of the day, he doesn't like he wants to do this, but he absolutely probably doesn't want to do that. Yeah, because if he did want to do it, he would have killed him anyway. Yeah, at the end. right, totally. and he doesn't. And so, like, like I feel like he started off really, like, strong. That necklace was, like, that's terrifying. Yeah. But mead and you give it to Slughorn? Like, why would... Was he thinking, like, maybe they were going to have a drink together and that was going to happen? It's, again, proof he doesn't He doesn't know Slughorn. To, or Katie. I just called you yeah. Tiffany. Oh, my God. You can call me Tiffany. That is an honor. <laughs> yeah, it is. I just realized that everything he's doing is, like, secondhand, so it might even be, like a defense mechanism in his totally. brain to be like i wasn't directly oh, the one that killed yeah. him yeah. so maybe he Absolutely. feels a tiny bit better i a thousand moment. percent yeah. think you're right it wasn't really me who gave him the bottle yeah, yeah. because if we yeah. know anything about draco's he i mean he would have loved to have been not the chosen one part but like in harry potter's position like to be mm -hmm. that close to dumbledore like he would have loved that yeah. He yeah. loved that because I feel like we've talked about this before. I don't think he got that at home as much as he was doted on by his mother. Probably he wanted that from his father, too. But I don't think he necessarily got it. I think right. Lucius was tr trying to go on the up and up, getting in good with like ministry folks and stuff like that. And he wanted that from from Dumbledore. And I think I don't he, I mean, he he couldn't have wanted this mission from the start because it's like. Dumbledore, you're gonna die. Yeah, it's not. It's not the mission that you want to be on. No, because you're either gonna die trying to do it, or you're gonna die at Voldemort's hand. Yeah, or if or by some crazy, and he'd probably make Bellatrix do it. Yeah, or you're gonna be the one that kills Dumbledore, and like, who wants that on them? Honestly, at the end of the day, unless you are Voldemort or Bellatrix, like, right. I, I think deep down nobody really wanted to be the cause of that, except for them. You know, and some Death Eaters. Brandon said his plan is like Yzma's. Change him and do flea, harmless little flea, and I'll put that flea in a box, and I'll put that box inside of another box. Oh yeah, it's all mail that box to myself, and when it arrives, I'll smash it with a hammer. I love that movie. That's absolutely underrated. Oh, it's amazing. It's so good. If you haven't seen it press pause go watch it right now guys you should go watch my tiktok to the sound from that, that too <laughs> that too they don't even know the movie we didn't say it it's emperor's new group <laughs> mm, mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah it's all coming Plus. together 
Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> threw off my groove, man. So before anybody could reply to Hermione's little spiel there, Mr. and Mrs. Weasley enter. And immediately Mrs. Weasley goes to hug Harry super tightly. And she says Dumbledore told them about how he saved Ron with the Bezoar. And then she just sobs on him about how he's now saved Ginny and Arthur and now Ron. And then Mr. Weasley is just like, yeah, I mean, like almost half of us. And then this part makes a little tear form in my eye. It's just so sweet. Mr. Weasley says, well, all I can say is that it was a lucky day for the Weasleys when Ron decided to sit in your compartment on the Hogwarts Express, Harry. Oh. <laughs> oh. I love it. Um, oh my and, god, Katie in the chat. <laughs> yeah, Katie K says, but don't forget, it's Harry's fault. Most of them needed saved. Come on, Molly. <laughs> I mean, literally everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, though, Madam Pomfrey is back to remind them of Who? the six visitor limit. Poppy is back. Uh, so Harry and Hermione leave, and Hagrid decides to follow them. Um, so Hagrid grumbles as they're like, as they're walking and he goes, it's terrible. All this new security and kids are still getting hurt. Dumbledore's worried sick. He doesn't say much, but I can tell. And Hermione sounds desperate when she asks him, doesn't he have any ideas? And Hagrid is like, well, I suspect he has hundreds of ideas, but he doesn't know who sent that necklace or put poison in that wine or they'd have been caught, which is accurate. So here's the thing with that. Why in the world are we trusting Argus Filch with security measures? <sighs> because yeah. if you think about it and let's, oh, put seven on your bingo cards. If we think about seven <laughs> and everybody's getting back to the borough, they're all checking each other to make sure that they are who they are. And, so the only reason why that mead even made it in was because Madame Rosmerta gave it. It came from her. And so Filch didn't check it. And that's the only reason why it got in. Yeah. So like you have to check everybody. It doesn't matter at this point. You know, anybody can be imperious, obviously. Yeah. I, I just, the fact that, I don't know. I mean, like, you have Aurors walking around Hogsmeade. Why would you not have an Auror in charge of security? At least with Filch. It just yeah, seems... Yeah, together. I don't... I mean, I, it, it's just I'm not crazy. saying cut him out, but, like, he should have help. Anyway. For an entire school? For sure. Yeah, that's, like, that's a lot. That's what the statues are there for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Peeves is there for, too. <laughs> right. Um... Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life, but when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And 
on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com Swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com Swish. So Hagrid says that he's worried about how much longer Hogwarts can stay open if kids are being attacked. And he's basically saying, like, it's the Chamber of Secrets all over again. Like, there will be panic, etc. Um, and then he brings up the Board of Governors again. And he says, Hagrid, or sorry, Hagrid then says that the Board of Governors will be talking about shutting them up for good. Um And he sounds heavy when he says this. And this is another direct quote from the book. Got to see it from their point of view. I mean, it's always been a bit of a risk sending a kid to Hogwarts, hasn't it? You expect accidents, don't you? With hundreds of underage wizards all locked up together. But attempted murder, that's different. It's no wonder Dumbledore's angry with Snit. And Hagrid stopped in his tracks. A familiar guilty expression on what was visible of his face above his tangled black beard. Sounds like one of these dropping Tiff's meme in the chat. He's a 10, but he keeps saying things that he shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Literally a classic shouldn't have said that Hagrid moment. Definitely. How much would they not figure out without Hagrid's help, (sighs) particularly in Sorcerer's Stone? You know, for sure. Shouldn't have said that. Why is that not on a shirt? Do you know what's fun is not fun, but fun fact is that uh, that's actually a scene that we see in the Prince's Tale at the end of Deathly Hallows. We see what he was the conversation why Hagrid knew that they that Snape was upset with Dumbledore because they're walking in the forest and he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And he's like, guess what, buddy? Yeah, you, you gotta because <laughs> you said you would. And so that's the conversation that Hagrid overheard. Mm. Wow, Tiff. Thanks for taking my part. <gasps> no, I actually had the wrong part pulled. So thank you for knowing your stuff. <laughs> no, literally, I'm just going to read what just explain what you said. Really? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I totally had the wrong section because I forgot that I wanted to look that up. So you actually saved my butt. Thanks. Oh, you're, you're super cool. <laughs> you're daring nerve and chivalry. <laughs> um so here goes hagrid about to slip and harry's like what dumbledore's angry with snape and hagrid's like shh you can't say stuff like that you can't shout it you're gonna make me lose my job um and then he tries to guilt harry because he's like i suppose you really wouldn't care anyway because you gave up magical care of magical creatures blah 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 and harry's like don't you go and try to make me feel guilty it's not gonna work um, and he doesn't get derailed, of course, because if it has to do with Snape or Malfoy, Harry's honed in for sure. Mm-hmm. So he demands to know, like, what did Snape do? So I'm just going to read from the book. I don't know, Harry. I shouldn't have heard it at all. I, well, I was coming out of the forest the other evening and I overheard them talking while arguing. Didn't like to draw attention to myself. So I sort of skulked and tried not to listen. But it was, uh, well, a heated discussion and it wasn't easy to block out. Well, Harry urged him as Hagrid shuffled his enormous dolphin feet uneasily. Well, mm-hmm. I just heard Snape saying Dumbledore took too much for granted and maybe he, Snape, didn't want to do it anymore. Do what? I don't know, Harry. It sounded like Snape was feeling a bit overworked. That's all. Anyway, Dumbledore told him flat out he'd agreed to do it 
And that was all there was to it. Pretty firm with him. And then he said something about Snape making investigations in his house in Slytherin. Well, there's nothing strange about that, Hagrid added hastily as Harry and Hermione exchanged looks full of meaning. All the heads of houses were asked to look into their into that necklace business. Yeah, but Dumbledore's not having Rose with the rest of them, is he? said Harry. So Hagrid's so nervous about, you know, spilling the tea. He's like twisting his crossbow in his hands and he snaps it in two. Calm down, oh sir. Oh my gosh. Sheesh. You've had that thing as long as I've known you. Carry it into the forest. Mm. I know. And he says, he's like, look, Harry, I know like how you are about Snape and I don't want you to read into this more than there even is to read into it all. Um, but Hermione suddenly warns them to look out because here comes good old Filch looming out of the shadows. And he's all stoked because students out of bed. He wants to give them all detention. <laughs> students in the, the corridor. corridor. <laughs> <laughs> and Hagrid's like, immediately, no, they're with me. And Filch has the audacity to be like, well, what difference does that make? And Hagrid gets real fired up real quick and says which he again shouldn't have said that i'm a ruddy teacher aren't i you sneaking squib ah, mm. no let's not is filch <laughs> a bad person yes does he need to be like called out for like what he is like that no, no. that's not necessary yeah um so then mrs norris the polydactyl cat tm comes <laughs> hissing and then Hagrid tells Harry and Hermione, like, get going. And as they're running away, they can hear those two literally yelling at each other the entire time. So I wonder how that went down. Uh, um, do you think that Filch is jealous of Hagrid because Hagrid got a teaching position there and they were kind of like, I mean, he was keeper of keys and grounds and then he like moved up to professor. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's some sort of hostility there because of that for sure. Yeah. I've never really thought about that before. Because also, like, I know Filch can't do any magic, but Hagrid's also banned from doing magic, so maybe Filch kind of felt like they were almost on the same level. So then yeah. Hagrid gets this promotion, and I could see him being jealous, for sure. Also still bothers me that Hagrid didn't get a wand after everything was like, oh, you didn't open the Chamber of Secrets? I know. Cool, we made a mistake. And also, why did Harry not fix his wand? Because Harry just worried about fixing his own wand. So here's the thing. <laughs> Dumbledore had the Elder Wand. Did he, didn't he? Don't you think he just fixed it and put it in the umbrella? The Elder mm. Wand fixed Harry's wand. True. I like that a lot. Because he's not, it's not like, it's not like Ron's. He just wasn't very good at magic. Because he didn't True. do it. Poor Hagrid. I like that. Because if Hagrid was I casting those. I really want to get his wand. I know the noble collection Hagrid's wand. If Hagrid's yeah, wand was still just broken and taped together, it wouldn't work properly. But Hagrid can do it, magic. Yeah, yeah, he can do magic. True. He used it with the boat to get to the, the hut on the rock and <laughs> all that jazz. <laughs> Light the fire. Harry, you are relieved. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. You're okay now. I apologize. Yeah, I think it. I think it's fixed. It's just concealed within the, the umbrella. And that. he's just not great at magic because he doesn't, he's not been fully trained and he doesn't do it all the time. Morgan said, I love the headcanon that he went back to classes after the final battle. I, would I love hope that, that happened. And I also hope Harry be... took him to Diagon Alley <laughs> to get his Aww. full thing. <sighs> I love it. 
So cute. Um, so Harry and Hermione manage to sneak past Peeves on their way to the Gryffindor Tower, and he's singing a little song. When there's strife and when there's trouble, call on Peevesy, he'll make double. God, I love Peeves songs. Tiff, I don't know if we told you this, but we said it in our Leaky episode, there were literally like a couple people who not only dressed as Peeves at LeakyCon, but like but, were Peeves. But were Peeves throughout the whole weekend. Like randomly <laughs> while we were sitting in on a panel, we heard screaming from the hallway and he was like causing havoc and <laughs> like, like yelling Peeves tunes. Yeah. It was orange suit. Hilarious. He orange had this suit. like jester type hat on. Yeah. Um. Oh my, it was so good. It, it was, was so really good. good. Oh, that brings me a lot of joy. Yeah, it was hilarious. Oh, so good. So they get to the common room and Harry's super relieved because it's empty. So one, that means Harry can have a little bit of peace and quiet. And it means that not, it doesn't seem like anyone really knows about Ron yet. And he's already been interrogated enough all day long. Um, Hermione must feel the same because she's like, yeah, good night. And goes up to bed. And Harry sits by the fire. And of course, what does he think about Dumbledore, Snape, and then Malfoy? Because that's what Harry does. And he's like, does Dumbledore not want to tell me anything? Like anything that he suspects because he doesn't want me to do anything foolish. I think yes. that's uh, a possibility. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, or to distract him from their lessons probs or distract him from getting the memory from slughorn bingo harry three for three three for three and then all of a sudden he hears there you are potter and he jumps to his feet and draws his wand it's only cormac mclagan yeah but cormac deserves that anyway so whatever yeah in the common room like i don't know i guess you know harry's been attacked at hogwarts many times before so Mm -hmm. true well, and they were just talking about like someone being poisoned and stuff, and like who's out to get me, right? Fair, fair. a little on edge. Morgan points out too, like a P- that's like a PTSD response. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I didn't think I about agree. that. Um, so Cormac says that he's been waiting for him to come back. He must have fallen asleep. What does he want? Oh, this sensible man. Okay. <laughs> Just wants to ask if Ron is too ill to play keeper because then he'll be taking his place. And he's super like, I think his voice is described as satisfied because Harry's like, well, I guess. Yeah. Like he can't say no because he did play second in tryouts. So like he would just by forfeit be the next person to fill in. And then he has the audacity to be like, we should probably talk beforehand because I've got some ideas on strategy that you might find useful. And Harry's like, yeah, I'm tired. Whatever. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) no thank you I can't stand him no thanks and that's the end of the chapter well Well, end of the part part one (laughs) part one of three magical alright let's pull some questions questions wait I think I did this backwards Yep, I sure did. I'm glad that nothing has changed since I've left. <laughs> okay. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. First one. Um, I wonder if any of us can remember this. Okay. Oh, boy. Emily asks, who did you think was behind the poisoning when you first read this? Oh God! I don't know. Probably Snape. I thought I probably <laughs> thought that too. I thought it was an adult. 
I definitely did not think it was a student. No, I don't think I suspected Malfoy in the slightest. Um, I mean, I'm thinking because like. The, I probably thought Snape. Yeah, because I mean, they were both coming like both of the objects came from Hogsmeade. So I think that I assumed that it was like some Death Eater. I don't know. Because like anybody could get into Hogsmeade. You know what I mean? I mean, like, yeah, there's yeah. protection, but like. There's about all the ministry workers that are death eaters. Right. They're allowed to go there. They're not like, well, some of them are locked up at this point. But, right. you know. I definitely thought it was an adult, though. Um, hey, did you think it was? Who did you think it was? I was probably just like, I, I don't know. I have no you idea. You were led to believe right? with everything. I think coming. I do remember, like, I didn't suspect Malfoy. Like, I knew he obviously had stuff going on, but I didn't think, like, did he you think was... Harry was being far-fetched? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. But I, I think I did. Just because he had been... I mean, this is what? Six years mm, of Harry yeah. being like, what's Malfoy up to? <laughs> right. His track record's Nothing. not the best. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Morgan asks do you think that draco thought or knew that killing dumbledore was an unaliving mission for himself yeah i think that's why he was so afraid and i think that voldemort probably would be like if you fail i'll kill you (laughs) i'm sure he was forward with it yeah like if you fail this mission i'll i'll kill you yeah i don't like that that's his style, you know? <sighs> yep. Um, Marguerite asks, if Ors had been stationed at the school as security measures, would that have caused more attention to the parents and Death Eaters alike? Or do you think they could have incorporated some kind of new wizarding device or spell similar to cameras or tracking? I mean, I don't know if it would have caused more attention. I think, I think that everybody was aware of the fact that Hogwarts had more security anyway. Well, Um, you have to think this is after Voldemort has been announced that he has returned. Correct. So I would hope like, like I would want more. I agree. As a parent. Yeah. I think that they were like, yes, let's, let's put these people here. There has to be, there has to be like, uh, some sort of tracking, Slash, I mean, I guess not necessarily a camera, but some sort of surveillance spells as well. I, or I don't know, maybe there's not, but I, I think more than anything, there's spells to just keep certain people away. Sneakoscopes are kind of surveillance. True. They're just very generalized, which is the problem. Harry them. should have just kept one out and just like followed Malfoy around, got him in a right? room alone, and been like, "Is this? Uh, <laughs> is this <laughs> going to go off?" <laughs> uh, anybody else want to add to that? No, nah, no. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm just gonna pick like two more. Lay it on me. Sam asks. Would you rather be Filch, Haggard, or Peeves? Peeves. <laughs> I think I'm going to go Haggard. 
though I would not deal with certain creatures that he dealt with, but I would definitely love to be in charge of a bunch of nifflers. Yeah, I'll go ahead. That seems like trouble. It does, but they're so cute and cuddly. <laughs> I love how I'm like, I'll be peeves. I'll wreak havoc and mayhem. Mayhem. I mean, mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, did you pick one? Hagrid. Hagrid. Yeah. Okay. Um, Katie K, this is going to be the last one, asks, do you think they ever roasted marshmallows or made s'mores at their common room fires? Dude, they better have. I, would. I think oh, that would be Now amazing. I want something sweet. You know? I want the marshmallow. I love I so I always am like, let's make s'mores. And then when it gets down really to it, all I want is the marshmallow. I don't need I know. Rest. I'll oh, make no. I'll make like one actual s'more and then after that I'll just roast marshmallows. Nope. I want yeah. the whole thing. I want the whole I want more of the Katie s'more. is a s'mores purist. Purist. She Did does. you Oh, you're a purist. So you haven't tried the ones with the Reese cups? I haven't, but not because I don't want to. I just am so in love with just the chocolate. Like anytime, (laughs) anytime there's something on a menu that involves s'mores, Katie wants to try it. And nine times out of ten is disappointed in it because she has standards. I do. I do. (laughs) She'll be like, there's no graham cracker in this. (laughs) <laughs> they always screw something up they always mess up the graham cracker let's be honest though like you never get graham cracker flavor in a There's s'mores either thing it's so dumb not enough graham cracker and not enough marshmallow duncan? yeah a what yeah. wasn't there a s'mores duncan drink recently Ugh. yeah trash oh well well, it's, well that's it's duncan, duncan. For you. <laughs> i know starbucks used to have a s'mores frappuccino it was seasonal for summer but they haven't brought it back in a couple of years for whatever reason probably wasn't good if do, Starbucks never pumpkin? brought back another Frappuccino, I would not cry about it. <laughs> one day I'm going to have you make me one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I will do it only because I love you. Aww, no, honestly, making fraps isn't that bad. I actually think I would rather make Frappuccinos than deal with making cold foam for cold brew drinks. Oh, my really? God. It's just so annoying. That's in a blender, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And pumpkin cream cold brews are right around the corner. Anyway. We got a bingo. We did get a bingo. Shout out to Morgan. Dude, Gryffindor's killing it today. They have to be winning. Um, <laughs> Gryffindor got bingo. Shout out to Morgan. Um, And that means... I guess I'm about to tell us who won. Yep, Gryffindor. Yay! Hey! Thank you, Kit. 409 Thank you. points. Oh, wow. Showing up. But like, there's Raven a lot Claw of red in the chat today. For a second. We tied for a second. But Third. with only 180, so like it was like not even close. <laughs> not even close. Third Still go Gryffindor. Thank you, Lions. I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. (laughs) Give me a good old fan story there. All right, let's do it. This comes from Brianna S. From January 2020. The time before. The before times. Mm -hmm. 
Hello, Katie, Megan, Sarah, and Tiffany. I will try not to be long-winded, but words cannot describe all the positivity, positivity Swish and Flick brings to my everyday life. Aww. In addition to relating to you all with our love for the Potterverse, I am also a Disney lover and fellow Northeast Ohioan. Oh, awesome. <gasps> what up? Between your local Yay Mallies and Honey Hut, uh, Disney and movie meme salad fingers, etc. <laughs> references, <laughs> and your hilarious oh. sense of humor, I really feel like I know and connect with all four of you. I'm guessing you are close in age to us. Yeah, you nobody throws out salad fingers and not, not millennial. <laughs> she says she's 29 years old. Oh, nice. Yes, so. very close. And was sorted into Hufflepuff, Katie Puff Pride. I am currently finishing up everyone cringe ready ready that was me saying this I'm currently finishing up episode number 47 what do souls taste like in the reread of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban Azkaban, Mm -hmm. I feel like many of the other listeners stories I feel like many of the other listeners stories I did not initially jump on the Potter bandwagon my mom bought me Sorcerer's Stone when I was probably about 11 and I could not get through the first chapter Fast forward to about a year later, I was sleeping over a friend's house. I always woke up, would wake up early and lie awake waiting for my friends to wake up. I happened to notice she had Sorcerer's Stone sitting in her book cubby. I cracked open the book and I was hooked so much that I could not wait for my mom to pick me up so I could come home and keep reading. I asked my parents to buy me Chamber, Azkaban, and Goblet and I read through those as well. The majority of my friend group at the time were not Harry Potter friends, except for my friend Jess, a Gryffindor. I'll never forget hanging out at the city pool over summer vacation and asking Jess if she reads the books. She was so sheepish when she she replied yes, but when I said I did too, there was this unspoken bond that had been created. We discussed the books the whole rest of the afternoon. I do not think we swam again that day. (laughs) From that moment on, Jess and I were best friends. We went to all the midnight book releases and movie releases together that we could. We missed some near the... Hold on. We missed some... The time when we were away at college. Thank you. Probably is what it... Yeah. Thank you. We missed some near the time we were away at college, but made sure to call each other to discuss after we both saw and read it. Oh, tr- tragically, Jess passed away unexpectedly in May of 2013 from a heart condition. I was devastated and it's still really hard not having her around. As much as I loved Harry Potter before, my love for the story only grew after her passing. The books and movies com- comfort me most when I am really missing her. I came across Swish and Flick probably about a year ago, and just to re- just to reiterate from a few paragraphs ago... Sorry for my wordiness. Don't apologize. You all really have brought so much happiness to my life. While listening, I feel like I'm sitting around with Jess again, discussing every detail of the books. I know she would have absolutely loved your podcast as well. Sarah, your sense of humor especially reminds me of Jess and always has me laughing out loud. I work for Heinen's grocery store and was transferred to a store that is quite a drive. It has been wonderful having Swish and Flick to make that time fly on the way there and on the way home. All I can say is thank you, thank you, thank you for all the hours and work you four put into this podcast. What you do really makes a difference. You all truly do not let the muggles get us listeners down. Best, Brianna. Aw, I love this story. I'm sorry for the loss of your friend that I can't imagine going through that. Um, Yeah. yeah. But I'm also really happy that you found us to have an opportunity to still have those Harry Potter discussions. I literally got Dude. chills, so I know. Heinen's is great for those of you who don't know. Heinen's <laughs> is great. True. You are correct. Heinen's is great. But like also, I don't know. Like I love it. 
when people, and I thank you for this, Brianna, when they say, thank you for all the hours and work you four put into this podcast. You have no idea how lovely that is to hear because we do put so much into this podcast and for that to be recognized, like not only that you're enjoying this and it's meaningful to you and all of that, like that in itself is amazing to hear, but like, it's also amazing to hear that, you know, how much work we put into it. So truly, truly, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. My next scoop of ice cream from honey hut will be for Jess. Yes. Mm. Truly. So I I can't wait to get honey hut again. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) When we were up in Cleveland, we got honey hut and Mally's and it was great. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Brianna knows what's up. So thank you for your story and thank you for being an awesome listener. Yeah. You rule. Let's tell a dumb joke. I pulled this one from the great guffaws for Gryffindor because clearly it's a Gryffindor day. It is. It's every day in my life, but go ahead. If there are actually <laughs> great guffaws from this joke is to TBA. <laughs> TBA. <laughs> Whatever. No, that's a thing. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> okay. How this I think this applies to today's episode. How did James Potter pick his Patronus? How did Jimbo P pick his Patronus? How did Jimbo Jimothy P pick his Patronus? I don't hmm. know. With prongs. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> that was actually a good one. Uh, that is good. That is good. Mm. I just do not like him. <laughs> Jimbo does not wimbo in your in your world. I just I don't think I, I don't think anybody can convince me on this. I, I just I just don't. All right. Sam, Jimbo P. Sherman 42. Well, <laughs> <laughs> now do you like him? <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Follow your hosts if you are so inclined. I'm not telling you. This Do is it. A request. If you would like to follow us on social media, you are more than welcome to do so. Myself and Katie are on Instagram at the Petrus Family. We're also on TikTok at the Petrus Family. And don't forget, Swish has a TikTok. I really need to post more on there. So, yeah. Also, Tiffany is on Instagram at Tiff Swish underscore flick. Tiff. I am. What have you been doing for the past two months? Obviously nothing but lounging around, being (laughs) lazy. Absolutely lazy. (laughs) Not healing my body from a trauma. No, that's not it. No, Uh, Child rearing. That's what I've been doing. Actually, I do have new stuff to report besides like healing, taking care of myself, taking care of baby James and little Miss Rose still. But she pretty much takes care of herself. She's grown. Um, <laughs> she's basically an adult. She truly is. She's, she cracks me. Up. She cracks me up. Some of the stuff she says, I'm like, what? That sounds so grown up. I went into my classroom yesterday with shout out to Carrie and Carly and Sasa. 
Uh, Salsa was pretty much just on babysitting duty. And then when I was feeding James, she would go and help out. But we set up my classroom for my long-term sub for my maternity leave. Um, So my maternity leave technically starts the first day that teachers have to report, which is, as of this recording, next Wednesday. So I get to take nine lovely weeks and return sometime. I can't remember the date in October, which I'm very excited about having time just with my boy and so we went in and set up and it felt so good to go in there like I have a new like way that my classroom's laid out and it got me all excited and I had to like slow myself down and be like listen you're not coming back for like (laughs) a couple of months so you need to like chill out but I'm really excited for that return because I feel like it's gonna be good I'm definitely a worker so I'll be looking forward to to going back once that starts. But I'll also hate it. So, yeah, it is what it is. I feel that. What else have I been doing? Oh, if you don't care about postpartum stuff, you can fast forward through this. But I have um, diastasis recti or recti, however you want to say it. I've heard professionals say it every which way. I don't think anybody actually knows how to pronounce it. <laughs> um. So what I've been doing, because everybody here knows that I love to lift, I have to not do that for a little while, which broke my little heart. So what I did was I downloaded a 12-week workout from, I think it's like Diary of a Fit Mommy or something like that. Um, So basically what I'm doing every day as far as fitness goes is I have a low intensity workout. So I'll either walk or I'll dance or I'll do some kind of low intensity cardio. Basically, you could do a HIIT workout, just modify it and do about 30 minutes of that, which I'm on Peloton now. Peloton. I'm I'm obsessed with Peloton. Um. And what is my name on there? Tiff O'Malley. I'm Tiff O'Malley on Peloton if you want to come follow me. So I'll do like the dance workouts on that and stuff. And then I have these um, abdominal workouts to try and heal my gap. If you don't know what diastasis recti is, it's basically um, my abs are not fully close together. So I thought I had a hernia, but I diagnosed myself. And then my doctor was like, no, I think you can do this. I think you can, I think you can essentially like fix it. But basically I have to work my butt off, which is fine because I'm all, I want to put in that work and, and do that. So that's what I'm working on, which a lot of days are really tough, um, with like body image. Cause you're like, I just still feel like out of whack, but I am so much better mentally this time than I was after I had Alana I'm a like everybody has said that to me too they're like you're doing so good and I'm like I am because when I need it when I need something I talk about it I'll tell whoever I'll ask for help and and I've been getting help when I need it and when Marty comes home and I'm like yo I need to tap out he'll tap in and I'll go like sit in my office in the peace and quiet And it's been really good this time around. And I will say that, shout out to the Cleveland Clinic, every single appointment, 
people, the doctors have asked, even James's appointments, they've asked me how I'm doing and I fill out a questionnaire. They have texted me multiple times to ask me how I'm doing. And so they Is never that did that. different from Alana? Yeah. They never did that with Alana. They asked me at my six week out and that was That's it. That's a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so grateful that the tide is changing with mental health after like postpartum mental health. And everybody talks about postpartum depression, PPD. People don't talk about PPA, postpartum anxiety. Mm. And that is what I had after Alana. I had the little bit of baby blues, but I wasn't depressed after Alana. I was anxious as heck. Yeah. And so that is being talked about more and more which I appreciate. So if you feel like you are postpartum, which is a long period of time, folks, if you're like two years out and you're feeling anxious, you're still postpartum, go get help. Um, PPA is real. That is real. Like I never hangs had anxiety up until I had Alana. And so definitely, definitely something to talk to your doctor about, but I'm doing okay this time. I'm That's awesome. Okay. Yes, that's and amazing. I'm talking about myself. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Self care is so important, and talking yes. about it is so important. If you are, if you feel like you want to, and literally sitting in this chair right now, this is everything. This yeah. is everything. Go ahead. Um. I am approaching the finish line with Empire of Storms. Um, I truly like I don't know why these books are taking me so long to get through like I really do enjoy them I love I love Selena like she's the bomb I don't know why it's taking me so long I think I've just been in a rut with reading I didn't finish a single book in the month of July um, which felt weird and I said that to my mom today. She's like, you have unrealistic expectations for yourself with this reading business. And I was like, not really. But I don't know why July. I mean, we were just incredibly busy. And like as much as I was like, oh, we're going to be like on vacay mode for two weeks. We weren't nope. like, yeah, we went home. But like I was that trip was so jam packed. I literally had mm -hmm. to write out a schedule for us to know what we were doing, what day and who we were seeing and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I didn't read at all in Cleveland except for on the plane for maybe 30 minutes. And then I fell asleep each way. <laughs> um, and we did we did take one evening at LeakyCon to lay in bed and read for a little bit. That was um, nice. It was nice. But so so I just like we just didn't have as much time in July to read as I like would have wanted to. And also, I usually listen to a lot of audiobooks when I'm driving to and from work. And like I was on vacation for two weeks, so I wasn't driving to and from work. Um, so I didn't <laughs> even have audiobook time. Um but the past like week and a half, I have been listening to The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley, which is cool and definitely like something different for me. I have never really read like a thriller before, um, but I'm really enjoying it. I got that book with 
book of the month like a long time ago and it's just been sitting on my shelf and then I recently switched from audible to scribd and scribd had the Paris apartment so I started listening to it and then I a bunch of my holds I a bunch of my holds came up in July with with the library for my audiobooks and I was like, I'm not going to have time. I'm not going to have time. So I like pushed the delivery out to August. So now all of those came up again, like, hey, they're available for you. Um, so I'm hoping that I can fly through some audiobooks this month because I have missed it. And this one that this one came available that I've been really wanting to listen to. And it's called Bravely. It's supposed to be like a retelling of Brave. Mm. Um, I had gotten the physical book a long time ago at like one of our local bookstores but I just tend to get through more books if I'm listening to them so I was like oh right. well, yeah I agree I'll put a hold on it and um you know that book will just be like my trophy for my shelf like yeah I finished my that trophy. <laughs> <laughs> um you know I don't have any physical copies of um throne of glass and I also don't have all the physical copies of Court. <laughs> really? Really? You should get the new covers for Throne of Glass. They just released those new covers. They look really pretty. I like them. Yeah, I'll, I'll get them. I, I, I have nowhere. I have literally no yeah. more bookshelf space. None. I know. I'm. That's when you just start stacking them on the floor. I'm trying. Oh, they're 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 stacked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to reduce the amount of stuff that I own right now. So I'm not going to get those books until we have moved out of this apartment. Yeah. So understandable, but yeah, uh, I kind of feel like that's really all that's up with me. Work has been meh. So that's been my life. I have just, I've been exhausted from work. I just, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Exciting news. My turn. I actually have something to say other than I don't know. (sighs) New race weekend announced today. (sighs) Disney, why you do this to me? Why you do this to me? Ah, She's officially addicted. So addicted. Take your money, honey. (sighs) Okay, so last year no not last year. This year was the inaugural called springtime surprise it's in april and it's kind of like you know you don't know what the theme is going to be it's just kind of like point, uh let me try and explain this for you thank you if you don't mind no please the point of <laughs> the words okay so we're talking about run disney in case anybody didn't know because i don't think okay. we said that i said run disney okay okay well anyway <laughs> springtime surprise is a weekend theme theme and like the whole idea of springtime surprise was that they could basically do whatever they want with this weekend because it's a surprise. So like the first ever springtime surprise, they brought back old races and like revived them for this weekend. So that they did like the old. So like the the whole like old concept for the fall time was they used to do this like scavenger hunt through Animal Kingdom. So that's what the 5K was. And then there was this food and wine themed one for the 10k through epcot and then they did the 10 miler through it's the only time they've ever done a 10 mile course was tower of terror so anyway go ahead now okay yeah 
So then they dropped this bomb today, which literally like maybe two days ago, I was like, when are they going to announce a theme? And I was like, you know what? Stop thinking about it. And then as soon as I stopped thinking about it, boom, here it is. It is Pixar themed. Mm -hmm. 5K is Cars. Excuse me. My dog is named after a Cars character. The 10K (laughs) is Monsters, Inc. Um, I love Monsters, Inc. The 10 miler is the Toy Story 10 miler. And Buzz is like the number one person on the front. And Toy Story is like my favorite thing ever. And then the challenge for the whole weekend is Finding Nemo. It's like they were like, Katie, this weekend's for you. Join us. It is for you. Yeah. So I was like, I can't say no. What I what am I supposed to do? I can't. Now, my question is, should we fundraise for it for American Cancer Society? I mean, the answer is like, yes, it's what I want to. I'm just scared because we're fundraising so much right now. <laughs> um, yeah, but you'll have plenty of time. Like first, yeah. I mean, like we can complete our other two fundraisers before we even start this one. So mm-hmm. like. It's doable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Also, if I I'm keep, excited for you. If I keep doing the springtime surprise thing, I can get perfect because I can do like if you hit it ever since it starts. Yes, and she did the first perfect ever weekend. weekend. And you know, then you kind of so get important. like perks if you're a perfect runner for the mm-hmm. race weekend. I think that you can end up getting like early entry into it and all that kind of stuff. La di da. Give me another medal so. and another shirt. That's the true motivation. Medals and shirts. <laughs> Medals Give me and shirts. Stuff. Give me all that stuff. But seriously, it's the perfect theme, and I'm really excited about it. Part of me kind of wants to do the 5K, but then I'm like, what are we going to do with two of the same medal? <laughs> Display them proudly. Yeah. Got to do it for the fill. Katie has to run nine miles this weekend for her training. <sighs> Barf. She's going to award herself some medals. Yeah, because my good buddy Mia, she was like, hey, I have all these medals I don't know what to do with. Do you want them? They're from like the Potter Running Club. <laughs> and I was like, I love it. Okay, I promise to earn them all. So during my dopey training, I'm just going to, you know, give myself a little extra incentive to earn these medals. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Thanks. How do you... Legitimate question. (laughs) I hate running. So, like, when you get to a point where you're like, dear Lord, my legs. Like, how do you just keep going? I don't know. Do you take breaks at all? She's a walk walk or a jog? I walk run. So, like, I do intervals. So, like, right now I'm doing... A minute 30 walk, a minute 30 run for either a set amount of time or a set amount of miles. Wait, how, wait, what, how long do you run for? A minute 30, a minute 30. A minute 30? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Honestly, that's the way to do it. I can't think about jumping right now. Jumping sucks. (laughs) (laughs) People who knock down interval runners are jerks. If I'm being honest, like, do people do that? Oh, yeah. It's like a well, thing that they're like, you're people will say like, oh, you're not a real runner. Then it's like, I'm sorry. What? what? I did the miles. OK. Get out of here with that mess. No, thank you. Oh, man. And like, I mean, it's like saying audiobooks aren't reading. Yeah. <laughs> not. Yeah. Also, 
Yeah, there's many a times while I'm doing it where I'm like, why am I doing this? Also, it's healthier to <laughs> interval run. Like, it's it literally is, healthier yeah. for your body. It helps with, like, um, recovery. recovery and, like, staying away from injuries and blah, 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 blah. The people who are puking at the end of the race are the ones who did not interval run. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Nothing like finishing a race and you you smell that stuff Ugh. that they put down. Yeah. If I were to run, I would think I would want to do it that way. Why would I want to run and not stop? The only time I'm doing that is if it's like away from a T-Rex. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like you run like that if you're in danger. You don't run like that just to run like that. Right. Yeah. No, I feel like that would be very harmful for your knees. I don't know. What do I know? No, totally. I'm, I'm a lifter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tiff, I don't, my, I don't have an answer Lifting is my you. cardio. No, lifting yeah. fast is my cardio. Listen, um, me too. And then they were like, <laughs> hey, we have this Nightmare Before Christmas run. And I was like, I can do that. And then they were like, hey, we have these other fun runs. And I was like, sure, why not? And now I'm signed up for like an obscene amount of miles. And, you know, I'm doing it. By the end of this race You're season, be- how many miles will you have run? like total yeah it'll be i do not know a lot <laughs> like 50 some plus 19 point whatever plus 19 point whatever right yeah crazy plus i read Somebody this thing add up all those whatever i read this thing that i can gonna butcher it but it was basically like the when you're running a marathon that 26.2 is like that's the last of it because you've got so many miles that you use to train up to it Mm-hmm. And I was like, I never thought about it that way before. Yeah. 26 point. <laughs> it's going to be fine. You're going to do great. You're going to do great. Meg, I did like 3.3 today. My body was like, nah. But it was also really hot. It was so hot today. No, I know. It was I know. really running, humid. Running in Florida and running like in Ohio right now is very different. It's like running through soup. I think <laughs> I think when she did her runs in Ohio, she was like, "Wow, this feels amazing." It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> You're like conditioning down there. You're like right. The, like I told the work. I said that I was like, "Running in January is gonna feel great because you're training in this." Truly. Mm-hmm. So truly. But yeah, that's my life. Hitting the pavement. Yep. One foot at a time, my love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Do we still say uh, what these are for? Yeah. This is for Jamesy boy. I'm here for that. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. (sighs) Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to dedicate this episode to my newborn son. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. I don't want to brag. I look pretty good for not having showered. You look amazing. I have a bow in my hair, too. Check that out. So if you look awesome. Is that on a bingo card? I'll allow it. (laughs) Saying I look good. (laughs) I look good. So friggin' full of myself now. It says that he'll be okay. Oh my god. That's the new person. That's a new person. Yep. I heard that. That was quite loud. Mm-hmm. That is so annoying. Mm-hmm. They did that before 7 a.m. the other day. Yeah. You gonna edit that? You put no, the because in? I want everyone to know that they're rude. I hate Florida. 
they're not gonna listen to this <laughs> whoever's driving that doesn't listen to us for sure we did it bye swishers when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.